0: I love our church. And I love what's going to be happening over the next minutes because we are going to have the opportunity to receive as part of our rekindle series from our very own Pastor Lisa Broussard. And uh, yes, come on. So if you have Followed Lisa's story and journey. You know that uh, for a few years she just served with excellence in our children's ministries, Safari Kids, and just did such an outstanding job. Um, and uh, during this last year, there was some transition. She is now working outside of this uh, this space week to week, but she's part of our ministry and pastoral leadership team. And I am so grateful that what God has put on her heart, not only for this morning. But for what's to come, because in just a few weeks, we're kicking off our women's ministry that Lisa is going to be leading. More on that next week, but ladies, mark your calendars for Friday evening, June 11th, because that's going to be the first gathering point of our new women's ministry. It's going to be really good. And hey, I want you to give it up and welcome my sister, Pastor Lisa Broussard.
1: Good morning. good morning. That was a test good morning because my voice can get very loud at times. First of all, I want to say that it's me. I'm grateful to be part of the leadership team here at SM4. And it's a joy to call you my church family. And I anticipate all that God is going to do in our lives and the life of this church. And I'm so grateful um, to be part of this series. When I was asked, I was just excited because I know that it's a timely word. I know that it's needed because I believe that God is doing a rekindling in all of us. I'm reminded of way back last year, right before the pandemic, and we were all getting ready um, and hearing the series of When God Hits Pause. (laughs) It was amazing. It was God getting us ready. And it's almost like God downloaded this powerful series to Pastor Tim and said prepare them because they're going to go on a great pause. And so we heard how to walk into a series of a time of pause. We heard how to do it. And so we fast forward here and now we're coming out of that place and we see that God is doing something again and he's moving and getting us ready and he's saying I want to rekindle something. And so I'm excited for that. It's almost as if he wants to rekindle something that got lost and he's saying, you know, tell them. And so I'm just grateful that we have a pastor that hears the heart of God. Amen. Amen. I'm just excited about that, so thank you. Last week, we um, heard about the wonderful attributes of the Holy Spirit, and we heard that the Holy Spirit is with us 24-7. He's always with us. We heard that, and we heard last week where we have to take a moment to pause in his presence which I found fitting because of what we're gonna speak about today. As we continue to focus on the Holy Spirit, I want you to remember that He's already here and He just wants us to acknowledge Him, acknowledge His presence. And if we would take that moment like Pastor Gary had us do last week and we paused in His presence, He would be willing to show up and He is ready to, to show Himself real to us in a tangible way. It's just up to us to acknowledge his very presence. And so I'm excited for that. And as believers, we need to understand that and we need to strive to have a deep relationship with God. And if we could only understand that and know that God wants to do that, he wants to manifest himself through us and he also wants to show himself real to us so that we can show it and experience with others. And so I just want you to be ready. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you for today. God, I just ask you that you would allow me to be your vessel and that you would flow through me. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're here and you're the one that's going to speak. And so just have your way in Jesus' name. The one thing that's interesting is that we're all coming out of the same place. Usually you have some that are going through this and some that are going through that. But the interesting thing is that we all are coming out of a tough season. We came out of 2020 in the year of the pandemic. And so it's, so, it's, it's no surprise to me that God is wanting to do a rekindling in our souls. He wants to reignite maybe some places that got lost. In the Bible, we see that the Holy Spirit was mentioned almost 28 times in the Old Testament. It was revolving around the expression of God's power. And what is evident in these passages is that God is present in the lives of his people. And not only is he present, he wants to have a personal relationship with each and every one of us. For example, the story of... Of um, Samson where the Spirit of the Lord came upon him so powerfully that he was able to tear the lion apart with his bare hands or Gideon which I love Gideon Gideon was a fearful man but once the Spirit of the Lord came upon him he wasn't afraid anymore under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit he enables us to do anything and so if you're afraid or if you lack courage, or maybe you're battling some thoughts, I want you to understand that under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, He gives you the power to go through anything. He can help you. It was Moses in Exodus we see. He had a conversation with the Lord. And the Lord told him, I will personally go with you. And I love Moses' response. He says, if you don't go with me, don't send me. Because Moses knew he needed the presence of God. He knew and he understood, I cannot go without God's presence. And we see an intimate exchange there between Moses and God. And we see that Moses had a real understanding of the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. In the New Testament, Jesus refers to the Spirit as something that's worth waiting for. He tells his disciples to wait, he instructs them. He says, I want you to wait. He says, because you're gonna need this power and I don't want you to leave until the father sends it. And he says, I don't know if they're gonna have it up but I'm gonna read it. In Acts 1-4, he says, "We are instruct-, he instructed his disciples and he said, don't leave Jerusalem but wait for the gift my father has promised. And what he's telling them is to wait for Pentecost. And what I find interesting is that today, on the Christian calendar, it's actually Pentecost Sunday. How awesome is it that we're here together talking about the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit on Pentecost Sunday, all those years later. It never loses its power. Jesus told them to wait because he knew the disciples needed the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit to lead them. He knew that what they were going to do, they needed this power because they were going to radically change the world. Pastor Tim talked about a few weeks ago about two people that were led by the spirit of God, the prophet Elijah and the widow. We heard about the miracle that God did about multiplying the flour and the oil. Because Elijah's faith and the widow's obedience, God did a supernatural miracle. He multiplied the food, not only sustaining Elijah, the widow, and her son. Pastor Tim also mentioned that the flour and the oil never ran out. That every day as they went, there was new. God was so faithful in his provision. He was, he was so generous with all that he gave. And this is how the presence of God is. There's always more. There's always more for us to tap into. And as we faithfully pursue his presence and his power, it's like the flour and the oil. There's always more for us to step into an experience. It is us that stops it. It says don't, don't quench the Holy Spirit. And that means just don't put a stop on it. And sometimes we're so busy that we put a stop on it and we don't realize that there's more today. And then we go into situations and say there's more today. And there's more every day. And that's the beauty of God's um, faithful supply. It's a never-ending power. He's generous with himself. It is his presence that's always ready. And it's available for each of us in a tangible way. And that word tangible means to be, it's real. It's touchable. You can feel it. And that's how God wants to show himself to his children. In my own walk with Christ, I learned early on that the presence of God was my greatest weapon. Once I understood that I could have more than his voice, just his voice to lead me, but I could actually have his voice, I mean, his presence to intervene on my behalf. Once I understood that. Once I understood that once I called on him and his presence came, he then would push back the dark attack or fear or doubt or whatever it is that you're going through, sickness, whatever it is, once you call upon the Lord and you understand that his very presence could be your greatest weapon. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It is true of the song that we just sang. When he walks into the room everything changes. When he shows up, it's not when we show up, it's when he shows up, everything changes. There have been times in my own life that the pain was so great, so heavy, like the trauma that we recently walked through at the death of our daughter. It was terrible. The pain was so deep. It was almost like devastation hit our home. And I remember calling out to God and saying, this is too heavy for me. I need your help. I need you. And I can vividly remember when he walked into the room. And I felt his presence. And he was there to comfort me and enable me to get up. And it's him every day that helps me to get up because when I recognize that I cannot do it and I cannot stand another day, I call to him and his presence shows up and he walks me through that place. Or when anxiety and fear is so strong that it paralyzes you, and I know for some of you, you know what that means. It is so heavy and you don't know what to do or how to get out of that place. But it's his presence that silences the lie of the enemy. It's him that comes in and he begins to speak to you and he begins to tell you the truth and he tells you who you are and he says you can get up and you can walk this place through and he silences that attack of the enemy that says you can't do it and he begins to be who he said he is. We heard last week from Pastor Gary that he's the advocate and if he has to go in there and start advocating for you, he will do that. And if he has to go in there and start comforting you, he will comfort you. And if he needs to go in there and tell you the truth because you're Believing the lie of the enemy that says you're not going to do it. You can't get up. You're stuck here. This is how you'll be for the rest of your life. Then the Lord walks in and he begins to show up and you can feel him. It is true. Pastor Gary said we needed to take a pause in his presence. We heard Pastor Kalen said, let's take a moment to pause in his presence. It's so important that when all heck is going on and when devastation hit my home and everything in me wanted me to sit down and say, I can't do this anymore. I said, God, and I remembered, I remembered that I can call on his presence. And I said, God, I need you. I need you. And he walked into the room, and I just felt the peace of God come upon me. And I was like, There you are. There you are. When he walks in, hell can't win. As soon as he shows up, everything has to stop. But we have to acknowledge it. We have to say, Okay, I feel you. I see you. I sense you. And I want you to understand, and don't get me wrong. I am a woman of the word, and I love the word. And I understand the power of the word. I understand how it's a tra- it transforms situation. And I love worship because I understand how worship can pull down strongholds. Strongholds that are in your mind saying this is who you are, this is your situation, you're always going to be sick, you're always going to battle with these thoughts. And when you begin to worship and then his presence comes in, Because as soon as we worship, the very presence of God shows up because that's what he loves. He loves all of that. I mean, the word, the word is for us. But when we say we need you, he begins to show up and he'll silence that place. And so what I'm wanting you to understand that those are great, great weapons. They are great weapons. The word is a great weapon. Worship is a great weapon. But the presence of God can be your greatest weapon. It's understanding that. What I'm saying is the presence is the power. They are tied together. We know that he's always with us. So that means we have the power. It's in us. He doesn't leave the power in heaven. He doesn't leave it there. He freely gives it to us. But we need to grasp that. We need to grasp it and say, okay, I got it. From today, you're going with me. And I understand that you're with me all the time. That can be life changing. What I've known and what I've come to learn over the years is that when I call to Him, when I really need Him, He shows up. And it's in His presence that I'm set free. People often ask me when I share about being set free in the presence of God, they say, I want that. How do I, I want to be set free in the presence of God. And I say, well, I I respond. And I say, you have to first call him. Call him. Sometimes I radically just call him in my car. And people probably think I'm crazy. (laughs) But you know what? He shows up and we have some great conversations in that car. Um, But first I say call him. Second, acknowledge his presence. Acknowledge him. So if I'm driving and you see me and she thinks she's really yelling at somebody on the phone or she's having a good time, I'm having a great encounter. There's been great encounters in my car. Um, But I'll call him. Jesus. I love to do that. And I even taught the kids to do it we'd count ready let's get heaven's attention are you ready on the count of three we're going to call for Jesus and I know that he's sitting there and he goes "Ooh, they're calling me I almost want to make you guys do it <laughs> ready let's do it like the kids do it Let's do it like the kids on the count of three. One, and we're going to look to heaven. This is what we tell the kids. We're going to look to heaven, and we're going to get his attention. You guys remember, right? On the count of three. One, two, three. Jesus! I would tell the kids, and I'm telling you today, that he stands up and he says, that's safari kids. So right now he's saying, that's SM4. But first, we got to call him. Second, we got to acknowledge his presence. So you call him and you're like all in a, you're just, you know, having whatever it is that you're having, whatever episode is happening. And you call him and you say, Jesus, I need you. And then you still are in it. You have to stop and say, I acknowledge you. I acknowledge your presence. And once we acknowledge his presence, it's then that we say, what do you want to do? And we wait and we listen. And that's where those pauses come in hand is because we wait and we say, what do you want to say? What do you want to do? In James 4, 8, the scripture says that if we draw near to him, he will draw near to us. If you will come close to God, he'll come close to you. If you leave with nothing else today I challenge you to call him, acknowledge him, ask him what he wants to do. This is why Jesus said to wait. He knew that the infilling of the spirit was necessary. Now on that first Pentecost Sunday when they were all gathered in the upper room, Jesus as Jesus instructed, the Holy Spirit did show himself in a tangible way. And so we see it here in scripture that he does show himself in a real way. It's not just this lady up here saying, call for him and expect him to walk in your room or the song we just sang, Ms. Pastor Kaylin just led us into. But here on Pentecost Sunday, when we look at Acts 2.1, it says, when the day of Pentecost came and they were together in one place, suddenly a sound like a blowing wind came from heaven. And filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then they saw something, what seemed to be tongues of fire, that separated them and came to rest on them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. So we see here that they saw, they felt, they heard him. They were never the same. And that's what allowed them to go out and radically change the world is because they had an encounter with him. The beauty of it all is that it's true. That God's presence and power, it's real. I heard you, it's real. (laughs) It is real. My favorite scripture is found in the book of 1 John, verse 3, 8. I love this. It says, the very reason... The Son of God was manifested on the earth, was to destroy the works of the enemy. He was doing that. Jesus was going around destroying the works of hell wherever he went. He was doing that because he was empowered by his Father. He was laying hands on the sick and they were being healed. He was going around and everywhere he went, hell was being destroyed. I love that. I love Jesus. (laughs) John also records Jesus saying that we are to do greater works. That's we. That's all of you, whoever's listening to my voice. Jesus says that we are to do greater works than him. That blows my mind because he did some great works. He also said that it was to our advantage that he went to heaven Because if he went to heaven, then he would send the power that he had, it would come and rest upon us, enabling us to do what he called us to do. What does this mean, you're saying? So what does this mean to me in my everyday life? What are you saying, Pastor Lisa? Well, what I'm saying is that if the same spirit that raised God from the dead dwells and lives and abides within you, and he is ready to reveal himself to the world through you, then it's up to us to accept that and allow the Spirit of God to show himself through us. What I believe is that you have to be mindful of this all the time. You have to always know that God is wanting to speak through you. God is always with us. But more than that, he's a person. And he wants to be considered and acknowledged. And he goes with us and he's ready to help us. And if he sends us, he will go with us. Amen. I'm going to show you what it looks like. I'm going to, when we show up to any situation... The very power of God is present and ready to be released. Pastor Tim, will you come up, please? Pastor Tim, for a moment, he's not the Holy Spirit, but he's going to be the Holy Spirit for this very moment. Okay. <laughs> so, Holy Spirit, I'm. I, where are you at? Okay. See, sometimes he feels like he goes silent on us, but you got to be like I was. You got to be like that. You go, where are you at? I know you're here. <laughs> so the first thing is, I called him. And then I'm going to link up with you, Tim, if that's okay. okay. Yep. And I acknowledged him. Yes. I know he's here. Okay. And now I'm going to go silent for a moment and I'm going to listen, what does he want to do? Because sometimes we're just dragging him. Can we walk here? We're just dragging him. <laughs> and we're just talking all our stuff. And he's like, just going, he's like, yeah. Hey, But I have something for that person. Mm. And so he's with you wherever you go. If you go to your workplace, if you go to your school, wherever it is that you're going, even for you kids, he goes with you. Mm -hmm. He's always with you. And so he's there. And so sometimes we just got to be mindful that he's there. And we can be sitting with a hurting person and he's he's a gentleman and he's waiting to be released. And we're just talking because we have all these great things that we've learned and all these wonderful stories and having a good old time, which is wonderful. But as long as you take a moment to say, what do you want to say to this person? And then you go silent. And he says, I love that person. And then you begin to minister to that person because you're now allowing him to work through you. And that's what it means when he empowers you. So good. And sometimes he just wants you to be kind. He's just saying, can you just be kind and listen to their story because they're broken. And so we just got to acknowledge that the Holy Spirit is with us 24-7, all the time. Can we just walk? Mm-hmm. Walking with us, empowering us to go wherever we need to go. And it's not me pulling him. It's him sometimes pulling us. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he's saying you can do it, and we just need to do it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You may be seated. Oh. <laughs> it's a good Holy Spirit. Pastor Tim, a.k.a. the Holy Spirit. (laughs) He wants to show himself to you and to me. He wants to. He wants to reveal himself in a personal way. And he's waiting to be released through us. People are hurting. It's easy nowadays. I remember back in the days we'd pray... And probably some of you radical Christians out there, we pray for the open door. Do you remember? God, give me an open door. I'm going to my family's house and I want to share the gospel with them. And you're getting ready and you're saying, God, give me something. But you know what? You don't have to even ask many questions because we are all coming out of a tough season. Everybody went through something last year. So the, you know, their doors are open. Porches, chairs in there, just go on in. All you have to do is say, how'd you do with 2020? <laughs> Boom, you're in. <laughs> you are in. There is no excuse to say, oh, I didn't know God wanted to say something to that person. I'll be sitting at a restaurant with somebody, and I'm having another conversation with the Lord, and I'm saying, what do you want to say to this person? And so I'll ask, how was 2020? and I'm in and I begin to minister the Holy Spirit tells me what to say and he'll give you secrets he'll tell you things not because he knows you're a gossiper because he wants you to tell them that he loves them and that he's the answer it's like this I'm a married woman and my husband's always present he's with me but when I call to him and say I need your help He shows up even stronger and he's ready to help me and I can accomplish whatever it is that I wanted to accomplish because I know who he is and I know my husband's awesome I just have to tell (laughs) but he shows up and he wants to help me and I go we can get this done the Holy Spirit is the same way. When we, when we call upon him, he's always present. But when we say, I need you, I need you right this moment, he shows up and he says, I'm ready to help. What do you need? And then, and then together you're able to do it. This is the question that I'm asking you. Are we doing the work of God every day? Are you asking and contending for miracles for yourself and for those around you? Are you just settling for it? That's the question. I don't want to be bullied around anymore. I want to ask for the miracle. I want to fight for the miracle. And I want to contend for it. We should rely on the Holy Spirit to speak to us, leading us how to pray, leading us to how to minister to his people. We should always rely on that. What would happen if we all left this building today and went on mission? And we all went on mission and said, okay, that's it. What do you want to say to this gas station person? What do you want to say to this person at the grocery store? If we all left here on mission, we could do some damage. God is with us, but if, it's up to us to allow the person of the Holy Spirit to lead us and have free reign in our life. It's up to us, it really truly is. Because we can go and act however we wanna act, but sometimes we just say, okay, Holy Spirit, I'm going to listen for your leading and I'm gonna give you full reign It's when we see he release his power, it's then that we are truly doing what Jesus meant when he said we would do greater works than him. Greater works in ourselves is great, and I'm I'm a giver, I am a server, I love all that. But when I see the power of God start to flow through me, and the individual in front of me begins to say, I can do this. I can do this because I'm speaking truth and it's almost like I'm a sharpshooter. I'm like, okay, come on, boom, 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 boom. You know, and I want to get that thing that they may be stuck in. And I I I want the Holy Spirit to speak to it. And I'm just going, I'm saying, Lord, whatever it is that you need to do in this person's life, I just want to be obedient. When we call to him and anticipate him and acknowledge him, He will show himself real to us. When we step out in faith and ask him, what do you want to do? And allow him to move through us is when we will see the power of God released. He is waiting to be released through you. Jesus is summoning a generation who will be willing to display power. A people that has a deep conviction that nothing is impossible with God. A generation that's not only satisfied with only human accomplishment, but they want to do everything and all that God has for them to do. We all have a purpose. We all have a plan. And I made a decision I'm not leaving one thing done, undone. And so each of you have a purpose and a plan. And I hope today that you say, I want to do everything that God has called me to do. He wants a generation that will invade the impossible, He wants us to know that when we pray and cancer disappears or when a person that is drug addicted and they're set free by the presence of God or by his name, he wants to know that we would be willing to step out and be bold and pray so that he can do something. The power of God is burning within you. It's looking for expression for an opportunity to be released. You got to take this summoning and you got to go out and see what will bow at the name of Jesus through your lips. What sickness will go at the laying of your hands? We have to go out with that, that mindset. This is the opportunity that we have here on this earth is to be those that are carrying the glory of God And we should not be afraid of every situation, but we should be reminded of who we are in him because he lives within us. We need to cry out and ask him to move through us. And when we come across hurting people that need a touch or prayer, we should be ready and willing to allow him to move through us. And as I stand here today, I know that I'm willing to pay the price of whatever it takes. Yeah, sometimes you may sound silly and sometimes you need to get out there and be a little courageous, but I'm willing to pay that price. And I'm asking you, are you willing to pay that price and step out and say, God, I'm going to move from this place today and I'm going to step out and I'm gonna listen and I'm gonna speak to your people because I know you won't leave me. Jesus says, You freely received. Freely give. Go. Preach. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse the lepers. Cast out demons. He also says that these miraculous signs will follow those that believe in my name. And so wherever we're going, we need to step out and see Jesus do the work. The point is, is that you are a minister of a person not a concept or an idea the Holy Spirit is longing to be released on this earth through us and nothing should be holding us back I've asked the worship team to come up and we've saved some moments for this because we wanna do what we just heard. We want the Holy Spirit to come. We wanna call on him. We wanna acknowledge him and ask him, what do you wanna do differently in me? Do you need to rekindle your relationship with the Holy Spirit? Does He need to become more real to you? What are the areas in your life that you need Him to empower you? What is holding you back? Are you needing Him to show yourself, show Himself to you? Or simply, do you need to be reminded? that the spirit of God lives within you. I don't want you to leave like this is just an ordinary Sunday. I want you to recognize that it's Pentecost Sunday and God wants to inhabit his people and he wants to empower you today. Don't leave without your breakthrough. If there's anything in you that was provoked today anything in you that you felt like, this is me, I needed this. I want you to be bold and raise your hand. I want to see your hand because we're going to acknowledge him. We're going to acknowledge the presence of God. Remember, we're calling on him and we're going to call up the prayer team and we're going to get ready because we don't want you to leave without having to encounter yourself with the spirit of God. I want you to come up and i want you to be ready as we pray and pastor tim comes on up as we pray and get ready to release you i don't want you to leave the worship team is going to continue on and sing a little bit more but we're opening up these altars because we're asking you to come and say hey that was me i'm going to leave here different i want the spirit of god to be more real and tangible in my life and i'm not leaving here without it i'm not leaving here without the confidence because he's always with you it's just needing somebody to pray and help you and even those of you that are online if you're sensing like i need this i do need god to rekindle something in me i love him i serve him i know he's real I've just been kind of relaxed a little, but not anymore. And any of you that are in the courtyard, if you want to come in and get prayer, I invite you to come on in because we want to pray for you. We don't want you to leave and just say, yeah, that was a great message. We want you to leave and forever be changed. I often say this, that one moment with God can change your life forever. I pray that as you make your way to come up to get prayer, that it will be your moment. In Jesus' name, will you just continue to pray? Come on up, any of you that want change. Thank you,
0: Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Doug Mason. Would you come and be willing to pray for people as well? Just join Hunter right here. Yes. God has done some amazing things in. Doug's life and brought great healing in his life and he's seen the miraculous through him and I believe that anybody that needs healing get prayed for by Doug today so good being with you whether you're here in person in the courtyard you may stay for prayer as we just spend some extended time in worship and ministry those are online So glad that you were with us. Come back next week. We're going to be continuing in this series of how to cultivate this relationship with the Lord with the expectation of the miraculous in our lives. You are loved. Church, we'll see you again soon.